And we welcome you to the morning show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg. Today is the day that uh, President Brian Albrecht, that is the president of Gateway Technical College, makes his way across the hall from his office to join us for his monthly visit to the program. And we're always glad to have him here. And we're also always happy when we can meet and get to know a member of the Gateway Board of Trustees. And we will be introducing our very special guest in just a little bit. First, we want to welcome uh, President Albrecht back to the morning show. Good to see you. It is always a pleasure to be here. You know, we're only like about maybe 20 yards apart, right? Our office and your office <laughs> right. here. So we see each other every day, but to be on the show is always a pleasure and a thrill. Thank you. Great to have you here. So uh, tell us first of all about some recent excitement uh, out at the beautiful IMET Center. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, thanks to WGTD and the great uh, coverage of the ribbon cutting ceremony. And I was telling some friends at the event uh, that it was a year ago, October 22nd, 2018, that we broke ground on the expansion of the IMET Center. And for those that don't know, we added 36,000 square feet of advanced manufacturing space to a already wonderful 45,000 square foot facilities. So it's amazing space now for advanced uh, manufacturing. And then, so one year later, October 22nd, 2019, we cut the ribbon on the new space. So we had a lot of people, three or 400 people attended, and uh, we were able to showcase some of the new robotics and new automation, virtual reality, augmented reality, and had a grand celebration. Uh, I was really proud of the fact that Governor Evers uh, attended along with uh, Secretary Frostman. They were both here, and they helped to showcase not only the importance of the expansion, but the way that Gateway is providing support for our K-12 system, feeding into it, because as you may know, the IMET Center is also the home of the real school. So we run a high school during the day. Mm. We run an adult program for Gateway students. We run customized training for employers. We have a great partnership with the Department of Corrections. And so all spectrums of learners can be there at any one given time. And I think it's really going to help set the stage for how Gateway can increase its support and service for all community members throughout uh, Southeast Wisconsin. Uh, for, for any listeners who have not ever seen the IMET Center, uh, explain exactly where it is. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So it's out in Sturdivant, underneath the Sturdivant Water Tower. That's the easiest way to describe it, but it's on <laughs> Highway H in Renaissance Business Park. Real close um, to the Renaissance Movie yeah, Theater. Yeah, real there. close yeah. to the theater. If you took the theater, uh, Highway H to the, to the south, you'd go about three or four miles and you'd run right into the IMET Center. And it's strategically located in an industrial park, so we can provide great support for the businesses there, but continues to grow in its service to the community. In fact, last week, we hosted a national conference for Haas Machining. Uh, we hold quite a few Haas machines in the center. It was called the H-Tech Conference, and it brought educators from all over the Midwest to take a look at what we are offering and then how they can increase their skills in computer numerical control. So the center itself is uh, quite an attraction, and now it's just absolutely stunning with the type of technology that's in place there. Fantastic. Very good. Thank you. I know that you're excited about a new partnership that Gateway uh, has just entered into, and that's what makes the place go. Exactly. You know, it's, a, it's actually a direct result of the expansion of the IMET Center. So Rockwell Automation, um, headquartered out of Milwaukee, we've been working with Rockwell for several years and offering some specific training in, in PLCs, Programmable Logical Control Units, which is what kind of I like to think of it as the brains of automated equipment. <laughs> it's, ah. it's what connects everything. And uh, so Rockwell and Gateway have put together some unique uh, training programs, and we've opened a new lab over at the IMED for the Rockwell program. And when folks come to visit, uh, you'll be able to see very visibly the logoing for Rockwell and the new equipment that's included in there. But our goal is to make sure that our students have direct uh, employment skills, and Rockwell is one of the larger suppliers of 
computer numerical control and, and PLCs, programmable logics in this area. So it's a great partnership and a great way to increase the skill sets uh, for our students. Wonderful. Uh, before we uh, get to our guest, I know you want to evoke a very, very familiar name here in southeastern Wisconsin, Arthur Mahone. Absolutely. Uh, tell us uh, how Gateway has honored the great legacy of Arthur Mahone. Oh my gosh, I wish everyone could see my smile. I'm so proud of this. We've, we've been working with... Uh, with the Mahone family, I, personally myself, for over 15 years as I serve as the chair of the Mahone Foundation and really try to help build awareness around the importance of academic success, building scholarship opportunities for, for youth, uh, working on creating greater awareness for personal health and especially for around women. And there's some great events around community. I'm sure many have heard of the Reaching for Rainbows or the Jazz Festival downtown or Power Up, which recently happened over at UW Parks. And those are all partnerships with the Mahone family. Um, but we were able to celebrate uh, the dedication of the atrium on the Kenosha campus. So the convening place where students, families, parents, people come to register for class, they learn about all the support services of the college, and they begin their journey through Gateway. And, and Arthur F. Mahone was an instructor at Gateway. Uh, he was a welding teacher at Gateway and really helped to help young people understand how education can be such a critical role in their life's journey and life success. So that convening area, that atrium, was really uh, an inspirational uh, event that we had. And all the Mahone family were back, and there's a lot of them, so it was great to have them all <laughs> back in and their friends, and there's a lot of those friends as well. And we celebrated the dedication of the Arthur Heff Mahone uh, atrium on the Kenosha campus, and something that I know will resonate with a lot of our community members and certainly makes me very proud every time I walk through campus. Fantastic. Very good. Well, time to introduce our very special guest, uh, someone who has just joined the Gateway Board of Trustees. You know what? It's, so it's really, um, it, it's inspiring for me. And really, I just, I'm trying to soak it all in, uh, Zyda, because Zyda was a student at Gateway. And I had a chance to work with her when she was an ambassador and spoke for the college. And just uh, through the show here, we'll tell you about some of our travels and our journey here. And most recently was appointed a trustee for Gateway. So now she's my boss. And I always think that's the greatest <laughs> part. That she's come full circle and she's helping provide support and leadership for the college. And just really a thrill to have her on the program today. Very good. We welcome you. We're glad to have you here as Aida hernandez Iverson. So tell our listeners, first of all, a little bit about uh, yourself and in particular, how your life's journey has intersected in a couple of different ways with Gateway Technical College. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. It's really a pleasure to return and, like Brian said, be a full circle. Um, I started at Gateway Technical College without being a registered student with my parents. Uh, they started in the English Language Learner Program when we moved from Mexico here. Ah. Um, they heard about it. They, they had friends um, who they met here that they said, we're going to the school and they teach you English and it's great. So mm. as an only child, my parents will drag me to class in the evening after school and I will <laughs> do homework in the hallway or um, I will attend until I was given the option to enroll in the Youth Options Program. Uh, back then it was called Youth Options. So I started taking a few credits to get with Technical College. Um, because I knew I wanted to succeed and become an engineer, but I also knew that uh, being a first person in my family to go to college, it was going to be a little bit harder. And I knew Gateway was going to give me the right tools to do that. So I started in the Barber and Cosmetology program in high school, just taking a few classes here and there. Um, and then upon graduation, I knew I needed to improve my English. So I was like, what a better place to do it that where my parents learn English. So I enrolled in the English language learner program here while I started going full time in the Barber and Cosmetology program. Soon after I graduated um, from both programs and I once again, I'm like, okay, 
this is a time to go into engineering and Gateway Technical College was the place. Wow. Um, they do offer a range of programs that you wouldn't, you would be surprised. So I started working as a barber and then I started, you know, in the engineering programs where I got uh, two uh, associate's degrees in biomedical and engineer, electrical engineering technology. After that, guess what? There's great partnerships with Gateway. So I took advantage of that and transferred to Milwaukee School of Engineering to get my bachelor's degree. So it's really, I've I always tell people I've utilized everything that Gateway has provided. <laughs> I even got my first job upon graduating from the uh, from the engineering programs uh, through my current employer, and I got that through Wistech Connect, which is um, like a hiring process where companies partner up with Technical College of Wisconsin. So I utilize a little bit of everything, and then I'm really grateful because I've I've been really successful with all the tools that Gateway has given me. This is a great story, isn't it? It's it like sure it's is. like the entire show. We just it's like you wrote the script yourself. <laughs> it is so wonderful. I mean, I spend a lot of time on campus meeting uh, parents who bring their kids to campus. I think it's great. We try to you know engage them. In fact, during the holiday season here, we'll have a, quite a few uh, family events at the college, and we have game nights and things like that to try to help demonstrate that Gateway's committed to the the whole family concept. And, and just to hear the story that you know coming here and taking classes with your parents, and it's just an amazing. Uh, journey that you've been on and what a great advocate and spokesperson for for Gateway Technical College so we are super proud. Fantastic. I just want to ask one point of clarification. So the first sort of program you entered here at Gateway was for cosmetology. That is correct. Uh, but but you the way you told the story it sounded like your ultimate goal was to be an engineer. Exactly. And then there's a lot of people ask that. They're like, how does that work? Yeah, like, like why well, did you I knew, take... I knew I needed a skill to get a job. Ah. Uh, my family, um, it's a working class family. So I knew that the expense of for college were going to be on myself and my parents were going to help me. But to get a, a, a starting wage salary, I needed to get a skill. Okay. So what a best way to get a technical diploma and that's what I did. Fantastic. What a what a great plan. <laughs> and, and there are many programs that uh, have short-term certificate programs that can lead into careers. Uh, one-year diploma programs, two-year associate degree programs, and then, of course, as I just said, transferring on to a four-year degree program. So the pathway um, is many different on-roads and off-roads for Gateway, and I just think it's really great to hear the different stories that students bring because while, while HERSA was fairly consistent, stayed connected to Gateway the, the entire time, we have folks that come back, hadn't been here for 10 years, and now are re-engaged again, and we can use their past experience through credit for prior learning and get them back on another path for a new career. Fantastic. That's just a great story in and of itself. Thank you. So uh, what was it like to uh, have the phone ring and uh, or the email to ding on your screen or however you got the news that Gateway was interested in, in having you uh, perhaps be a part of the Board of Trustees? That must it have was, been amazing. It was. It was an email. And um, as I was thinking about it, I'm like, what did I feel? And I felt like it was a great opportunity. It's something that I wanted to do. But I felt like I was too young to do it. Mm. Um, I felt inexperienced. People on the board have years of experience and knowledge, and it can be a little intimidating. So when I when I saw it, I'm the type of person if someone suggests something to me and I and I see value in it, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow it up because they took the time to point something out for me. So there must be something within it. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to apply. And then I found out the deadline was in two days. So I'm like, <laughs> great. I have two days to figure things out. And I did. And I applied. And I went home and I and I spoke with my parents. And they're like, well, you know, it's, 
whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Um, you can give it a shot if you don't if you don't uh, win the place, um, if you don't take the position, um, then somebody else will, and maybe you can apply later once you know in a few years once you have more work experience and more experience around the community. Um, and you know, my parents are very supportive. So when they talk me down for something, I know it's it must be really hard. They've only done that a few times. They're usually like, "You're gonna win everything. You're gonna do great." Um, but this time's like, "It's okay if you don't win. Uh, we'll still love you." <laughs> wow. I, I remember uh, how this all went happened as well. We we hosted Governor Evers over on the Racine campus along with Secretary Frostman in a convening with employers to talk about the importance of the skilled worker shortage and what Gateway could do to help support that. And uh, Zaid was actually there representing not only Gateway, but also her company. And her, her president of the company was there as well. And after the event, um, she did such a great job communicating to the governor the value of a technical career that it was another member of that group that was there that recommended that we invite Zaida to apply for a board position. And then, of course, at, at Gateway and the other technical colleges, those positions are appointed by the county board chairs. So there's an application process, and there's others that apply, and you have to go through an interview. But just the recognition of someone else on that committee that said this this young woman knows what she's talking about, and she should be helping our college succeed. Yeah, I was. It, it took me by surprise. Definitely, mm-hmm. it's something. It was. A, it's a group of people that I was looked up to, and I never thought I will. I will belong in that group. And just funny story, um, our chairman for the board. She was my high school principal when I was in high school. Oh, yeah, so can you said, can yeah. you believe can you believe that surreal moment joining wow. the board and having a voice in a board with your high school principal? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and not saying Zaida, please report to the office. <laughs> so yeah, very good. So tell us what the orientation process is like when a newcomer. Um, uh, comes on board. Uh, what is sort of the shepherding process by which you learn about kind of the procedures and policies of the board? Yeah, I was surprised of how structured it was. Um, well, I'm not surprised because it's Gateway, but um, I went through an orientation for half a day. So it's split up into two days. And you go through all the policies and procedures for the board. There's uh, there's manuals and you're always um, welcome to email any other trustees if you have any questions along the way. Hmm. But it's it's very, very detailed, and I was surprised. You think you know what Gateway does, and you know how things go down, and then once you go through the whole process and you go through the whole booklet, your jaw just drops of the amount of outreach they do and everything that you have to kind of oversee because you, as a trustee, you have to pretty much learn about everything that's going on. So just seeing the behind the scenes was really, really amazing. And the training, it's an its an ongoing thing. I'm not going to learn everything in the three-month span, but it's a learning its a learning process, but it, everything's great, and everyone's really helpful and welcoming, and that, that helps a lot. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. So Kelly runs that out of our office, and uh-huh. like for every employee at Gateway, we have what's called the Gateway Journey. So we, we take our employees through a process so they get to orientate themselves to the entire college, not just the job mm-hmm. that they're in. Similarly to with the trustees, uh, had a chance to tour some of the campuses, meet some exactly. folks that maybe you wouldn't meet on a normal day-to-day basis, and then, of course, learn how the procedures of the college trustee role is because it's directly aligned with the state, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, just 
practices that have to be followed in order to be compliant with open meetings and, you know, making official decisions for the college. And so it's really great that Kelly puts that whole program together for us. Very good. For those of you just joining us, today is the monthly visit of Brian Albrecht, the president of Gateway Technical College, his monthly visit to the morning show. And with him today, Zaida Hernandez-Hirison, who is a brand new member of the Gateway Board of Trustees. So Zaida, if, if we looked in your past, would we see you assuming leadership roles of one kind or another? Is this something that it's, has been a part of who you are, or is this kind of a first? It's been part of who I am uh, from the beginning. When I joined the engineering programs, I was approached by the professor who now is my mentor, Mr. Patrick Hoppe, and he was like, we need a president for the Society of Women Engineers, and you're going to be great. So you need to show up for the meeting. That's Pat. That is <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here we go. Wow. Um, it's one of those things where I'm like, but I don't know engineering yet. And he's like, don't worry, you'll be great at it. So I was a serving president for three years while I was at the college. And once I started that, you get a little taste of that. And my involvement just grew. I was an officer for the uh, amateur radio club, which I am still active as an alumni. Um, I go camping with them once a year for an event, um, the electronics club, and I just got really, really involved in all of the engineering, especially doing outreach. That's my favorite part. I, I once a fab lab was at the IMET Center. That's where I was also located. I started. Um, not necessarily volunteering. There was no club there yet. I know there is one, but I would just kind of hang around there, work on some things, and people from the community will stop in, and I will talk to them to try to engage them, and this is what we do. Um, so, yeah, I definitely had some experience, and then once again, Patrick Hoppy was like, there's a Star Ambassador application that I'm filling out for you. I hope that's okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, um, like I said in my journey, I was an English language learner, so public speaking, I like to speak to people, but public speaking was not the most fabulous thing I wanted to do. It's not something I look forward to, but he was like, you're going to be great at it. You have an awesome story. People need to hear about it. And once again, if someone of value tells me you should do this, I'm going to give it a try just to give them respect of their time to looking into it. So I came in for their star ambassador um, interviews and everything. And that's another time that my parents were like, it's okay if you don't win. (laughs) We already look at the booklet and there's a lot of fabulous people in there. You're not the only one. Um, But surprising, I won the the Kenosha district ambassador. And then out of the three, they pick the the ultimate ambassador. So they represent all of the campus in a statewide uh, meetings and and events. and, And I was selected. So I... I still remember we have this video of my mom is recording the screen that they would select the ultimate ambassador. Instead of saying their name, they just played the video of your interview. So my mom is recording everything on her phone. And when my face pop up on the screen, the phone just drops. So <laughs> all the rest of the video, it's just the floor and the carpet because it's something that we didn't expect. Um, so it's, 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 it's hilarious. That is, that's yeah. fantastic. You know, I'm interested also. So when you went on to MSOE, did you carry some of those leadership responsibilities at uh, Milwaukee School of Engineering as well? I did. So I, I joined immediately the Society of Women Engineers because that transferred. But I also saw the need. We had a great, great support with all of our credits transferring, be part of the agreement. We have counselors. But at the same time, I felt like we needed that peer support. So I actually started my own organization at MSOE. Wow. Um, so it was it gave me a lot of experience of writing a constitution and really understanding why we have everything, all the policies and procedures. So I started the Transfer Student Association, and that's a um, 
a transfer student ran club with the support of traditional students to welcome everybody because some of them are commuters, some of them live on campus, but mm. because a lot of like me who worked, uh, we didn't spend a lot of time on campus and sometimes we felt a little alienated. Um, we were we knew we were welcome there, but we never really saw anybody else but our transfer students. So I started this organization and I did like socials where it was a Friday after classes where we would just sit and have pizza or we had homework help for upperclassmen who transfer as well from you know students who just transfer and we help them with like tips and tricks and how to to make it through through college because you they prepare you academically but sometimes mentally it's a lot difficult sure so i was able to start that organization there and all of those things add to your experience serving as a trustee because we, we have all of those scenarios that play out every day, right? Students are trying to transfer. Students want to know how to get connected to the college. What's a student organization? How mm-hmm. does that add value to the academic success? And as a trustee, now you bring that voice to the table. So it's great. Thank yeah. you. Very good. Uh, so tell us, Zaida, about the National Conference for College Trustees that you uh, just attended. That must have been quite an exciting experience, especially uh, so early on in your in your tenure as as a trustee for Gateway. That was that was an amazing amazing conference. Let me tell you, I went in with, I'm like I don't know what to what to expect. Everyone's was just telling me you're gonna love it, and I was able to attend several workshops every day at the conference in San Francisco and to learn about the what other colleges are doing, and a lot of the times it was mind-blowing and opening to see like oh my goodness we have this at gateway already and a lot of colleges are just implemented which is great but you can kind of see how much growth gateway technical college has versus other colleges around the nation and you sometimes you don't value what you have because you don't see what what else is out there and i was able to really appreciate what we do here and i was able to learn um, of other policies and procedures and improvement i tried to attend a lot of diversity and inclusion and equity um, meetings and to see how to involve involve more students and to grow and diversify our college because we have a big diversity diverse community I think you raise a good point. Sometimes when you're here every day, it's hard to appreciate all that's exactly. going on, right? You have to co- sometimes step out of it and look in and say, like, oh, yeah, we do that, or here's a, where we could do a little better. And Plus, it gives you just a little time with uh, your other trustees sort of one-on-one, you know, at dinners and things to try to get to know the personalities behind the responsibility as well. So Fantastic. it was really great that you could attend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and I was very... Um not shocked, but everyone has been so welcoming. And just to see everyone's different backgrounds, like you said, you know, you have downtime and you just start talking and to see how much they, they've had their own struggles and how they, they've come to where they are now and being able to really see um, a little bit of myself and everybody. And it's it's been amazing. Hmm. What kind of challenge is it to balance uh, what I suspect is a very full professional life with now these responsibilities you've taken on as a as a gateway trustee. It's always helpful when your employer sees the value of what you're doing within the community. Mm. Um, he's one of my champions, definitely, who supported me throughout my journey um, at Gateway, at MSOE, and now Return at Gateway. Um, so it's really helpful. And once you set your priorities, um, I always ask every day why I became an engineer. And my biggest thing is to help people. Mm. Um, I can help people uh, with technology improvements, and maybe people don't realize that I'm helping them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But 
to complete for a circle that I'm like, okay, I need to help them through technology, but I also want to help people in my community, directly in my community. So waking up and, and reminding myself of that, it's what really keeps me going and makes me time. You When you prioritize what your goal is, what you want to get out of your life and your journey, it's really easy to fit things for the college because I see this as an opportunity to serve my community. I just absolutely love that, especially when you wake up every day and say, why did I become an engineer? And you can you know, kind of parlay that back to what work you're doing every day. It might be helpful for our audience just to know a little bit more about what type of engineer are you and what do you do every day? Yeah, I'm an electrical engineer by education, and I'm an electrical engineer at work. I work at Fisher USA. Um, they've, they've, uh, I started working there as my first engineering job, so it's been an amazing journey there. Um, they make high-precision spindles, so they are the equipment that goes inside a CNC machine. Um, it's what rotates a lot of people compared to a drill. Mm. Um, it has exchangeable tools, and you can cut wood, you can cut metal, um, you can chip away parts. And it's I always think it's funny that they have machines in-house that have our spindles, and they're making parts for our spindles. Ah, so <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> our speaking spindles, of full circle. Yeah. Exactly, speaking of full circle. Um, but I pretty much take a role of the electrical, everything electrical related, cables, sensors, all the communication that goes into them. And it's and it's great because it's a small company, so I get to see everything from start to finish when something comes in and it's broken to all the way that it's being shipped out and it's working. So it's a great opportunity as a new engineer to really see the whole process. Mm, very good. Mm-hmm. So as a gateway trustee, do you have particular goals in mind? Uh, Is it a little early to be thinking about that? Or do you already have in mind some things that you hope you can, in a sense, sort of help accomplish as a a trustee? Well, yes. When I was applying and when I was considering if I was going to apply for the position I sat down, I always talk to my mentors, to my parents, to my boyfriend, and really think of, what do you think? Just get their ideas as an outsider because obviously I'm immediately excited. I'm like, of course I'm going to do this. But <laughs> once you see other people and, and a lot of the things are like, well, set yourself a goal. Um, you will not lose anything. If at the end of your term you don't see that you're getting something out of this, you don't have to rerun for your position to get appointed, which was a good point. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And and my goal is really to to show the diversity of the college. We have a lot of students and a lot of people come up to me to like, you have a great story, but I was tell them like, there's thousands of students at Gateway Technical College that have a similar story, a different story, everyone battling through their own struggles and barriers and getting to where they want to be. I'm like, there's Zyda Engineer, and I'm sure there's another Zyda somewhere at Gateway Technical College who's a nurse now, but had to struggle to get through that, a dental hygienist, a fireman, a policeman. So I really want to show that and bring some heart to to our our board of trustees to say, I I am just part of what the student population is and part of the community. Um, having a diverse board of trustees, I think it's also an advantage because students see that she was a ling- English language learner. I can be anything I want. And that's one mm-hmm. of the things that my parents always told me, you can be every, anything you want. There's no, no nothing holding you back by yourself. So now being here and showing other people who are also started from the bottom to say, I can be a trustee. I can be the president of Gateway Technical College when you're retired, obviously. <laughs> I'm glad you're thinking that way. That's good. <laughs> or, or, or people who say, I can be the president of a company. I can, 
I can have any job and nothing is holding me back but my drive and my will to get myself educated. So I really want to show that. I can't wait to play this radio program back to our United Student <laughs> Government students, mm. to new students coming on board when they go through their orientation during registration because you have just nailed it, Zaida, to the idea that your dreams can be achieved through Gateway. No matter where you are on that path, um, dream big and we'll help you get there. I just wonder what, what your thoughts are on sort of the student government uh, structure that we have with the United Student Government because in January uh, we will be adding a new student voice to the board as well. So we're actually going to have a student member on our board so that we can get even, even become more responsive to the needs of our students. Wow. Yeah, that is correct. I'm really, really excited. One of the things that I learned when I went to the conference is that a lot of colleges have this student trustee position um, through the student government. And I think it's great because even though I was a student here, I'm an alumni, um, a lot of things have been new and updated since I was a student here. So having someone fresh with the new ideas, every year there's something new. So I'm really excited to really hear what they have to say. Um, as much of, of a voice that I have, I also want to hear what the new incoming students are thinking and what they want and what they're really looking to get out of the Gateway experience. Mm. That reminds me, I mean, obviously as someone who's had such a long and in a sense intricate relationship with Gateway a couple different times as a student, as the child of students here <laughs> and so on, uh, you obviously go on to the Board of Trustees already knowing a whole lot about Gateway, having experienced it first person. Uh, have you learned something about Gateway since becoming a, a, a trustee that you didn't really know before? Of course. And like I said, all the behind the scenes of, of all of the meetings that people go through to just have an event going on. You think it's one of those things you send an email out like, we're <laughs> gathering for the craft fair, <laughs> show up. Um, and all of the work. And I think sitting um, during the board meetings and having the vice presidents of different areas speak about what's going on in the department, you realize how big Gateway is. Mm. Um, obviously, you know it's big. It's on different um cities and everything but once you see all of the hard work that people put to really make it we run it's not a one-man show it's a lot of <laughs> men and women show that happens every every day so it's it's mesmerizing to see all the behind the scenes and how really everything everyone is doing a little bit to improve gateway as a whole Mm. I think that's so true. When, when you look at, uh, we do a monthly report. It's about 15 pages every month of new activities that are taking place in all the different divisions. And then um, we share a lot of those highlights at our board meetings. And it's always impressive and amazing the number of students that we serve, the type of programming that we offer to make sure that we engage our community in new ways, and the recognition that Gateway receives from a variety of different uh, venues uh, because of that support. And just want to, I'm glad you shared that because a great big shout out and thank you to all of the team members here at the college. Uh, they work very hard every day to make sure that our service is uh, top-notch to our students. Exactly. So what would your advice be to uh, somebody who's maybe contemplating uh, going to Gateway as a student or maybe is already here? I mean, when you look back on your own experience as a student here, what do you think would be uh, one important bit of advice to pass on to those who have come after you? And this is a great question because I was talking to Mary um, before here, and I have cousins who are in high school mm. um, and in middle school, and I always talk to them. They they all want to be engineers like me. All of them are girls, and they just they want to be a barber engineer. That's what they tell me. Barber engineer. You may have started something new here for us. You don't know, but um, I always tell them this advice every time I see them, and it's 
think of what you want to do and you're going to find it at Gateway. Mm. Gateway has all of the resources for you. They're in your own backyard. You don't have to travel far to get top-notch education. And once I was a student here, I realized that MSOE professors come to the IMET Center and teach lectures. And you see that it's the same thing. It's the same comparison to our instructors here, to instructors at a four-year institution. Some of them even teach at a four-year institution. So the education that you're getting here for the value that you're paying, it's top-notch. You cannot beat that anywhere else. So why leave far when you can start at Gateway? Look at the transfer agreements that we have. They are so valuable to, to our education here. You want to just invest two years, start working, and then later transfer to a different university? You can do that. You just want to do two years, you can also do that. Or you just don't feel like you want to commit to two years and you just want to get uh, a certification or just a, a diploma. You want to spend eight weeks. You can have a certification in eight weeks. You can have one in one year. It depends what you want to do. You have it all. You have all the choices available for you. So just look into Gateway. You're not going to walk out without it, without a top-notch education. I'm just imagining all your nieces and nephews and cousins and everything gathering around, <laughs> sitting around, you and having you share that with them. I just think it's fantastic. So what does it feel like, though, to have you know, so a young person like that come up to you and just have so much regard and respect for what you've done and, and now asking you for advice? That, that has to be a pretty neat feeling. It is. It is. And, and seeing all family members and family friends friends who just give people my phone number. I'm just like, hello? They're like, so-and-so give me your phone number. And I have a daughter who's in high school. Could you talk to her? Like, she doesn't know what she wants to do. And it's really, um, it's really humbling sure. to see people reach out to me because I looked up to so many people and now seeing that people are looking back back at me it just puts a lot of um, not responsibility but good responsibility mm -hmm. to say I need to be a role model for this young Hispanic girls who don't know that they can become engineers who don't know they can go to college who don't know mm -hmm. how they can afford this and this is what I mean one of the goals that I want when I want to bring as a board of trustees member is I want to show those those students who are unaware that they can even go to college yeah. can you believe that there's children in our community because their parents didn't go to college they believe they can't Mm. We need to work on that, and that is my goal. Yeah, and you know it's important because you, you also advocate for uh, the scholarship program, the Promise program, how to make sure that it's affordable for people exactly. to get to college. And I know that you've actually received some of those, and I think those are really other milestone events that can be a part of a conversation for a family. Definitely. I I received several scholarships while I was here um, through the foundation, and let me tell you, th sometimes $500 can be the stopping point of you continuing your education. And mm -hmm. we just had an event um, for the foundation, which was which was amazing, and I was one of the ambassadors. And one talking to people who are uh, scholarship donors, and they obviously they understand that giving a scholarship makes a difference, but once you tell them that sometimes they're students, without those $500 for the books or $500 for tuition, they would not continue their part-time education because they're working, single parents, or, or students who are really struggling or they're going through a rough patch, that can really make the change of, of someone. And you can hear the stories of students. I There was a student who spoke, uh, who was going to HR, and I was just crying in the corner because I can relate so much to everything she was going through and hearing how the foundation has helped them, that it, it's really moving and people need to realize that a $250 scholarship can really make someone's life change. Mm. 
Absolutely. We shouldn't underestimate that. What we might, should not. What might seem like an insignificant amount of money to us can make a huge difference in someone else's life. And Exactly. And, it, and it's really inspiring. And that's one of the reasons um, my family and I, will is go- they're going to start a, a scholarship here. I really want to honor my family and my parents who, who have work so hard they have worked third shift and first shift together so they can really um so i could go to college and i could have a top-notch education so i really want to honor my parents and i'm in the works of starting a a scholarship through the foundation here that's fantastic news and it's it's the money is absolutely essential but sometimes also just that encouragement that recognition that someone selected you to receive additional investment and those types of Mm -hmm. statements about an individual can really um, do some great things for their emotional strength absolutely when they know someone else believes in them to that extent so zaida i i'm sure one of the things you've come to newly appreciate is the scope of Gateway and the fact that, for instance, we serve a three-county area, I mean, with three major campuses and other entities out there. I mean, Gateway's reach is really, really big. And as a trustee, in a sense, one of your responsibilities is to understand all that. Exactly. And and having that help from other trustees has helped a lot tremendously. And just going to and having the rotating meetings for a for board meetings, we have them in different campuses, some in some centers as well. Gives you the more of the scope of what's going on, and and every campus that you visit and you have your meeting, they give a report of what's going on or, or anything that that's happening and how that campus is thriving. So it's it's really really amazing. Sometimes I sit in the board of meetings and I'm like, okay, close your mouth, don't just leave it hanging open <laughs> because you, it's it's really eye-opening to see everything that we do and how each campus is a little different. They have their own little niche of students and how really uh, the student body are really flourishing in every campus. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Gateway is made up of nine trustees, three from each county. So there is equal representation. And every once in a while when we're on a particular campus, those trustees tend to, you know, puff up their chest a little <laughs> bit more to say this sure. is what we're doing. Yeah. But it creates great uh, competition and I think camaraderie um, because you're right. It is, it's a district-wide initiative. And what we do on one campus certainly impacts the strength of the other campuses. That's great. To finish up, uh, do you have uh, a favorite moment that you've experienced uh, since becoming a member of the Gateway Board of Trustees? Oh, there's a lot of favorite moments, but I think one of the best ones is when I was getting the tour of the Kenosha campus. I walked through a classroom, and one of my English professors was there, Dr. Deborah Salomon, and she was teaching level one students. And I walked in, and she she just stopped the class. She's like, come in, come in. And I go in, and she explains them who I am and why I'm there you know I'm I'm one of her one of her English babies as I call them Uh, she taught me what I know so she's very very proud and she explained everything and they just stared blankly Mm. they're level one students so they have no idea what she's saying and she's like okay clap and then everyone just starts clapping (laughs) because she's telling them so this was English uh, like level one yeah exactly so she's like they have no idea who you are or what I just said but we're all very happy for you and I just seeing that all of the students have the potential to become trustees all of the Mm. students have the potential to become anything it's really it was a favorite moment for me because I could see myself in all of them. I could see my parents. I could see my dad sitting there. I could see my mom sitting there, uh, aunts and uncles sitting there. And I could just visualize all the potential they have. And trust me, that program, it's preparing students not to just 
give them English to to live in the community, but it's given them English and the technical English as well to continue and transition to an, uh, a career here at Gateway Technical College. So just to see that, that English language learners are graduating from the program and immediately starting a different program, that just tells you the confidence that we're giving them. And and any other programs for the GEDs and seeing them transition from, for whatever reason, they couldn't finish high school and seeing them at graduation, very proud with their families and then announcing, I'm starting my new career as a police officer. I'm starting a new career, uh, nurse, engineer, or whatever, here at Gateway Technical College. That just gives you the reassurance that you're doing something right. If we have returning students to continue their education, if by word of mouth we're getting more students on our campus, that just tells you that we're doing something right. I'm so excited. I mean, you think about what uh, Zaida's already brought to our campus. Imagine now in a leadership role as a trustee what the next few years are going to bring. I, I hope that you are a trustee for many, many, many years at Gateway until you become the next president, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, and I hope that um, all of the listeners today are taking what you said to heart to think about someone in our community that maybe has not pursued college or thought maybe that they fit in with it and really just seek us out and try to find out how we can create avenues of success for individuals because you're a great example and a terrific ambassador to share your story and we appreciate that very much and but you're right there are a lot of uh, Zaitas out there that you know are trying to find their way and, and maybe through some mentoring or some advocacy or whatever it might be we can find the right fit and, and make sure that they're just as excited about their future mm-hmm. as you are exactly Zaida Hernandez Irisen is uh, one of the newest members of the Gateway Board of Trustees. It's been great to catch up with you to learn more about your exciting story and, in particular, your Gateway story. And uh, uh, we look forward to future conversations and we certainly look forward to seeing all that you're going to accomplish as a member of the Board of Trustees. We congratulate you and we thank you for being part of the morning show today. Thank you so much. It's really a pleasure to be able to serve the college that gave me and my family the education and really the community. Very good. And President Brian Albrecht, it's always great to have you here on the morning show. Thank you very much, Greg. I'm Gregory Berg.